Hello and welcome to this episode of the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. I'm your host, George Wacker, and today we take a deep dive into the hidden wonders of our region with local legends Stillfin and Stiffchin, real names Matt and Chris, and we'll get into those aliases later. These aren't your average scuba divers. They are treasure hunters, historians, videographers, and environmentalists who capture the magic of our waterways like no one else. In this episode, we unravel their journey into the world of scuba diving. Uh, we gawk at some of their most jaw-dropping finds like ancient bottles, forgotten shipwrecks, and who knows what else is down there. And we get some stories and some tips and tricks. Before we plunge in, big shout out to our sponsors, WXPN, Wind Creek Event Center, Michael Bernadine with Remax Real Estate, Molly's Irish Grill, and Banco Beverage Company. Uh, check out our show notes for more information on our sponsors and to get uh, still fin and stiff chins social media stuff. Let's get into it. Here we go. We're going down to the banks of the Lehigh River. Welcome to the shores of the Lehigh River. I'm your host, George Wacker, for this episode of the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. And we're here with Stiff Chin and Stillfin to talk a lot about scuba diving, CPR, finding you know lost treasures of the Lehigh Valley. And so we couldn't pick a better spot. Thank you guys for coming out. We got beautiful weather. Thank yes. you for having us. Thank you for having us. Oh, it is us. gorgeous out today. It is beautiful and out And this here. is one of our favorite spots right here. Uh, do, yes. Do most you guys usually, I mean, we're going to look at the equipment soon, but do you usually go out here on the launch ramp? We, we do both. <laughs> it depends. depends. We, uh, if we're going to explore heading upstream, we'll start at the boat launch. If we feel like we want to hit up territories out here, we will totally sure. start going down the uh, steps here and work our way into Save the Save ourselves to swim. And I'll bring people up to speed who are not familiar with you. Um, if you've ever seen fun scuba diving videos online in the Lehigh Valley, they're probably from you guys. I first oh. saw you literally just from coming across a video underwater of the Lehigh River bringing up fun stuff. And <laughs> I think it was maybe like around the pandemic or before it. When did you guys start doing this? And then when did you start recording your stuff? Oh man, uh, when we started doing it, I would say this was about five, maybe six years ago. Yeah. I started, this guy actually invited me up to Slatington. And at, at one point in time- The scuba diving mecca of the- uh, Well, the yeah. scuba mecca, well, we went into snorkeling first. Okay. And then what happened is, is uh, we ended up finding a bunch of junk. I found something really crazy out here the one time snorkeling. And I was like, oh man, I need to get me some gear. Sure. I was like, this, this isn't any good, man. I need to go deeper. This is getting dangerous being out here snorkeling. So I ended up buying my own gear and getting certified and all that good stuff. And then eventually this guy got into it too. He was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scuba dive too. Was I was the first guy around. to take the leap for diving. And then he took the second leap. He's like, I'm gonna do it too. It's a few months later, yeah. Bring me back a little bit, bring me back a little bit. Cause I said, I introduced you as still fit and stiff chin. It's clearly not your real names. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys want to introduce um, yourselves and you know, kind of who you are in, in the Lehigh Valley. Oh, I'm Matt, and uh, I'm a CPR instructor. Uh, my name's Chris. I'm also a CPR yeah. instructor. I'm a regular guy. I got two kids. And uh, some back pain. You know, we all can <laughs> relate. <laughs> we all same same as everybody Our hobbies else, are except I like to dig around in the river for junk. Our <laughs> hobbies are looking for metal de uh, metal detecting, scuba diving. We go wood scavenging. Let's not go into some other topics. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, abandoned. Yeah. Yeah. You guys grew up in the area? Have you always been familiar? Yeah, well, yeah. I was born over there at St. Luke's oh, and okay. I was raised in Allentown, so. And yeah, then growing same. up, were you always interested in, I don't want to say necessarily finding things on the bottom of a river, but, yeah. but this sort of activity, like you talked about snorkeling, when did you originally get started in that? Oh, man. Uh, you know when that happened? When I, okay, I was out living in Slatington and I was swimming in a creek up there. And I actually, for the first time ever, because I'm from Allentown, we usually do the whole uh, hiking around the woods. Sure. We would swim when we were younger and stuff like this. But I went up there and I went into this creek and I put a set of goggles on. And I was able to see like 30, 40 feet. And I was like, holy, this is a whole nother world. Yeah. So, you know, that's my problem. I'm like, dude, you got to get some goggles. You need to come up here and you need to see this shit. <laughs> He gets up there, we both get out, I was like, dude, you are gonna see like two, three city blocks up this, and it's there's fish, and it's like- I didn't it's believe just, him at first. And I was like, it looks like TV, like stuff you see on TV. It's incredible, man. I was like, I don't know why we never put goggles on and jumped in anything like this. We just swam in it. So he puts that underwater, looks, comes back up. And then that's when he, then he's at the river, and it was all downhill was from there. So you were even like, hey, I'm, you know, we're gonna, you didn't have a plan in terms of, 
we're gonna go make these videos that you've been no. posting that we'll talk about some of the stuff that you found. But that was never your intention, really. You're just no. interested. They were like the yeah. trophy of it all. Like, you yeah. know, you go to yeah. tell somebody about it. They're like, oh, man, I wish I could see that. It's like, well, I, I brought this camera with. So that's what you do then. You can't. Keep up. And, it's a, and okay. so, like, we kind of, it started off as it was our trophy. Throw it online. You could show everybody you know. And it just kind of kept picking up from there because it was like, this stuff's worth recording. And now you could take cameras underwater. Sure. And, oh. you know, we're, we're 90s kids, late 80s kids. Like, I mean, we're in the same So right? everything that we, we were told all of our lives. Lives is waterproof. It's never been waterproof. Yeah. Now the camera's waterproof, so you can actually take it. You can go thirty. What do they go? Thirty feet. Thirty. Thirty feet, feet without a waterproof case. Yeah. That's amazing to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I think too. It's interesting because you're curious about some of the stuff in the same way uh, that I am about droning, right? Yeah. Some of these places in the Lehigh Valley, you may never have seen from that perspective yes and the same way that some of these rivers and creeks you've never seen from the perspective that you're giving people yeah really that, that was actually another motive of ours sure. the fact that um i thought about how many times in my life have i actually seen the bottom of the lehigh in certain spots <laughs> and, so you're like, ah. and i know yeah <laughs> a lot of people like gets the heebie-jeebies over you know mm -hmm. and i was like but what's down there nobody knows <laughs> you know and there's probably a few divers out there that are search and recovery divers, sure. police, firemen, and Absolutely. all that that have seen it. But when it comes to me knowing friends personally that have ever been down there, I don't know anybody. So, so I mean, I joked about Slatington being the, the uh, scuba diving uh, mecca. I know that, um, what was it, Dutch Springs used to have? So where do people, yeah. if they're not going in here um, in the Lehigh, where are people scuba diving in? Since here? Dutch closed, I don't Where do you go? Where's the other place? No, it's but not around here. To, you can go to Willow Springs. Yeah. That's like an hour and a half, two hours oh, from here. Yeah, bad. It's nowhere near as good as visibility as the Dutch Springs was. And, and clearly Dutch Springs was so good because it was so deep yes. and they had sunk a lot of oh, it's amazing. vehicles and whatnot. Airbuses, airplanes, yes. helicopters, fire Tankers. trucks. <laughs> I'm assuming you like, guys were able to... Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, we have seen a few everything. attractions. Yeah. We can get to see all of them. I, I hit everything I wanted to, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's good about going in here? You know, one of the first things we were talking about before we did this is how low the water is right now. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, what is what is the intrigue of going in water like this? It's kind of like going into space. Yo, I, you know, him and I grew up on the. NASA space tip. We wanted to be I, astronauts, no, but very few people get to be astronauts. Very, yeah. Well, Buzz Aldrin says the closest thing you can get to being an astronaut is being a scuba diver. Interesting. I think he's right because it is a completely different world. I remember one time, I remember being in Delaware, we were at 30 feet. Mm -hmm. When you get to 30 feet in Delaware, 30 feet deep in 30, Delaware? Yeah, 30 feet yeah. deep. It goes deeper than that, but at 30 feet, no longer will you get very much of the surface of sunlight. Sure. It very much looks like night time on mars yeah when you're 30 and feet in delaware where are you like what what area uh, of I, I, uh, i'd say the delaware water gap starts hitting about 30 feet um there's also a hole that hits about 50 feet that just drops are right you getting off. current down there oh uh, like, yeah you get two currents when it comes to the delaware you just be like i get goosebumps thinking about <laughs> oh the currents there yeah, currents the definitely movie. something yeah the, the delaware flows north on one side and south on the other so you can actually drift it in a circle in a circle if you do yeah. it right <laughs> you can really be lazy if you do it right yeah <laughs> so you, you guys start recording some of this stuff you do some of the videos uh, you know when, what was the first video that you can remember that you're like, this is going on the internet and we're going to start publishing some stuff? Oh, man. Or what are your favorite ones? Like this, you know, that, that you, thought, you know what? And, and, and you That's covered awesome. it. It was when we went under this bridge the first time. Sure. Yeah. And you, I remember, yeah, you did an article on it when we did it too. I remember that. That was the one because I even remember the night before. I, I was like having the heebie-jeebies. We had just started <laughs> diving under all these bridges. I'm like, boy, this is one intimidating bridge. This current's really strong <laughs> like, here. I was like, man. And we came down here the next day and we conquered it. And that was that video was probably the most nerve-wracking one I remember making. Once, yeah, yeah uh, that dive was. Once you pass that bridge, man, that current starts taking you, man. Yeah. You, don't you start getting washed away the one time. It was great. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I get washed away every <laughs> once in a while. Refresh happens. my memory. Like, what's down here? Did you what's find down steel here? Is it mostly um, iPhones? Like, oh, whatever anybody could throw, throw off this bridge. bridge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like but speaking of an iPhone. <laughs> no, you're good. We'll keep going. No, it's uh, that pillar hits about the middle pillar right there hits about 11 feet directly in the front. 
Okay. And there's a lot of debris around it. I got my little carp buddy that lives down there. Yeah. He's a little fish, man. He's like this big. He comes visits me every once in a while. Just 11 feet? Yeah, water. right at that pillar is 11 feet. And it, um, there's trees, there's shopping carts, there's course, bicycles, I'm sure. Oh my God, like. bicycles. There's, there's this, uh, there was part of a golf cart down there. And I was like trying to pull it out, man. But, I mean, even if you wanted to go there and fish this stuff out, what you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you brought an iPhone up. I remember we at least one that. this out. That has been on. It's still Will on. somebody please check your find by? It's been on for two years. Yeah. Okay? Really? Yeah. I charge it once a month. The battery's great. I don't understand. It works. Do you, does it's, anyone recognize this? And I guess there's nothing you can do. You can actually, uh, there's a way to get to the person's, there's right here. It says it, it's like a, a, it's a something at Gmail. A I don't know if you can see that right. If that looks yeah. like your Gmail, check your find mine. Yeah, man, we got it. And it's <laughs> sitting on my kitchen table or in the other room. But They're yeah, probably like onto the next Most level. of these work <laughs> when they come out and you put them in uh, Minute hey, Rice. Can you do anything with that? If you want, I mean, They're I, all you, iCloud you want to give it back I to try, but everybody doesn't, nobody fills their medical ID out right. It always says like T-Dog or something in there. And it's, <laughs> like, and it's like, will you give me a name and a contact? Because I could have got your phone back to you. Like, this is a perfectly is, good phone. That is a good tip though. I mean, yeah. you know, sure Always I fill out your medical ID and be honest. Don't say your name's T-Bone or, or, or you know Mac Money or something. <laughs> like you, you just you put your real name in it and give like your mom's phone number or something so somebody can get your phone back to you because you can't steal these anymore. It's beautiful. It's an iPhone 11. It's in gorgeous condition. It works. Mine's cracked. I know mine's like in worse condition than that one. So well besides iPhones uh, before you get into like really cool stuff like, have you found any other interesting, non-expensive things? Like, there is one thing that's cool that we didn't bring: oh, yeah. cauldron. Oh, the cauldron! Oh man, that's right. I forgot. Like, to tell cauldron? Them all, it, it, tell them all about it. <laughs> we found it under the Ray Street Bridge over there near Kawasaki, of course. It seemed like we're a cauldron with a. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At first, we didn't think nothing of it. You know, we we took the cauldron. And, How big are we talking here? Um. Okay. Enough for a witch to make stew. Yeah, I got it. It's definitely <laughs> a witch's cauldron. Very creepy looking cauldron. Well, got it. Cauldron. We, we found this thing, and it was literally right in the first five minutes. All right, we were like, oh, let's put this aside for now. We just continued our dive. So we continued our dive. We could mm -hmm. did all that. And we returned back, and we forgot the cauldron. We were like, oh, crap. For the next two to three days, I was sitting there talking to my brother. I said, I said, Chris, man, I feel like we should have grabbed that thing. Yeah. Like, All right, let's go back. We were both feeling the inside, <laughs> right? And we went back the, the following day, and I, we, surprisingly, we did find it. We retrieved it. We and almost forgot it again. We <laughs> almost forgot <laughs> it again. Please don't take me home. I'm actually with this cauldron. And in this cauldron, I, I started cleaning it out the one night, and I'm starting to, like, pry it out with a screwdriver, and as I'm prying things out, I pull out a penny. Okay. And I don't think nothing of it because, hey, maybe someone just happened to get landed in the pot. And I'm prying some more and I pull out one, two, three more pennies. And then, money. Yeah, hey, there you go, right? Then I pulled out a quarter. Then I pulled out a presidential dollar, like the 2000s ones. Okay. I pulled out like 30 of those. <laughs> yeah, like 30 presidential well, dollars. Like, you... They were stuck with concretion on the inside. They had rusted the a false bottom. We thought was that was it wasn't the bottom. It was just a layer of like rust and leaves and crud. Yeah, there was Eisenhower's in it. There was a silver candidate. What we thought yeah. was the bottom. It was, it was so, this I mean, far from the bottom. You made from that, but oh, like, were you able to? There was even no. We don't know nah. who it belonged to. We think maybe it could have been a memorial, but I, it didn't say any name on it. Didn't say anything. So interesting. We yeah, have it buried we, 40 we feet underground in our secret in treasure vault somewhere. Yeah, not, <laughs> I didn't release any. Don't worry about where it's at. No, it's really interesting. My um, before I came down here, my wife was on TikTok this morning. She's like, ask them about the, the door they found in the cave. So, number one, scuba diving in a cave, even I know this is really dangerous. I mean, can you talk about like that story or story similar to it? Well, the door on the floor, the door on the floor, I, I'm just assuming a bunch of teenagers brought that door and where, down. Where was this? Like, you uh, uh, it's, um, it, it, that one's out in Walnutport. Yeah, Walnutport It's up north. You need to really okay. look for it a little bit. Sure. Yeah. And it's, uh, the door, the door was just some random junk some teenager brought down there. It was broken into pieces. But even yeah. I was curious when I was looking How at it. How did you get it? Oh, my God. I wish you would open and lead somewhere. That would have right. been great. But unfortunately, yeah. it didn't turn into that. But 
But that same cave we were in, or mine, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. uh, was it a year ago? It was two years ago. It was about two years ago. Me and him actually went in there, and we went into the water. Now, like, we're not big onto the cave diving thing. Sure. That's a completely different level of diving. Right. This is dangerous enough. Right. Uh, I don't like it. I'm, I'm a little too claustrophobic for that. And, uh, but we needed to go in there with some flashlights because right. there's all these guys out there, and you know, the, the older ones in, in their 80s that they're like, listen, this, this mine, this cave, it connects to this other one on such and such road. And we went and checked that out and that was all filled with water too. And, and we're like, there's no way. But, and so we were like, all right, we need to actually get underwater and look. So what we did was we went in there, we got our gear on. We did not bring the scuba tanks or any weights so that our wetsuits Kept mm -hmm. us afloat because you can drift into a cavern then on one breath and then not really know where you're at and as you turn and kick up dust and you're gone yeah, it's over so we were real cool about how we did that but we went in and we basically figured out that there's like a lake inside and if you drained this lake what we thought was the ceiling or a wall stops there would be a 10 or a 12 foot high ceiling and you would be able to walk all the way to the other side of this cave and they actually have a map of it that shows it ending there. There's like a trail that yeah. leads to it, okay. and the map outside shows the cave ending at that wall. Yeah. And it really, truly does not, and we got it on camera like two years ago. It, if you drained all that water out, you'd be able to walk probably about a mile and a half and to people, the next you're, cave. You're driving by this, you have no idea that it exists. Oh, people have no idea. They actually walk by it. Uh, no, it's one of those things. And if, when you find it, you may miss it because yeah. the hole in the ground is about as, <laughs> it's about as big as this wall to where I'm standing, and well, that's it. Let's talk about, you brought up safety, and we should talk about that. For somebody who's maybe interested in, in looking into this, or, or getting into scuba, or who's scuba diving before, you know, what kind of, you take safety seriously. Can you talk yes. a little bit about that? Um, one, right out the gate, don't dive near dams. You do not dive near dams. You stay away don't from weirs too. Don't steer, no, no, don't even intake swim there. pipes and low pressure when the waterfall on the other side. You can get sucked in and just churn and off you go. Delta P. Delta P's are intake pipes on the other side. You can see And they narrow as you get dam. sucked in. So as you go in, it gets smaller and smaller and you will wind up wedged in there and you will be there forever. River discharges are also just as dangerous. Stay away. Uh, things that lead out, uh, discharge stuff directly in the river, you can be pulled right into that, churned up and washed up later on weeks. Who knows? So when you, if you were to approach this, you scooped out your many times. Do yeah. you still kind of look at it and go, okay, I'm going to figure yeah. out what's going on today? Yes. Because Even though we know the hours. spot, yeah, every we, time. We, we still approach things like, for instance, I noticed after Hurricane Ida hit last, like a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. um, the, the river out here was completely morphed. Like, if you notice, there's a tree that's yeah, up everything there. Everything was, moved in. Everything was different. Yeah. And there were tarps, there were new trees in there with fishing line, and we had to watch ourselves as we proceeded downstream to check things out. That's wild. So, Beyond some of those things that we talked about, are there any ones that are some of your favorite finds or your favorite dives? Right Either now, I have my two favorite finds on me, and they came. Oh, yeah. This one, this is a charm. It's a, it. it's a, it's a. I mean, not, I mean, not make good. all this noise, but this is a charm I found over at the boat launch. This or out this way, I dove down this way and found it, and it's a Celtic yeah. knot. And then I found this ring, which is some weird. It's called a ring of power and Guru. you can't really order them unless you go to a website that's a dead end they make you download a catalog it's some witchcraft <laughs> yes. thing i don't know it's weird but you have to download your catalog to even get to try to order one and mail order it but i tried to contact them and they just ignored me and so i don't even know but it's supposed to bring you like good luck or something i don't know i put the weird so i find a weird ring at the bottom of the delaware river and the moment i take my scuba gloves off i put the weird ring on and i decide to wear it before i even know what it is you know why not let's i mean <laughs> part of it, like you guys are because there's a million different youtube um things you can find on youtube in regards to scuba diving like re, uh, rescue and you know people who are looking for people who are missing like that sort yeah. of thing um for you guys what is it is it more exploration and uh, you know making people more aware that you can scuba dive in the area or uh, is it just 
It's the overall. It's the overall. It's the exploration aspect. Um, people don't need to go too far to explore places that they've never been. Right. I mean, right even down here. Yes. Yeah. Like, everyone thinks they have to travel yeah. or go somewhere real far. And it's like, do you know that within like probably half a mile of your house, there's little sections of woods yeah, you that been. you drive past all the time? You've never been in them. You don't know what's there. You, you, you that's why. Be, that's what. That's what draw. That's what drew us to the river. You need to be because it's everywhere. Yeah. And no one can get to go there. And it was like, I want to go there. You want to be completely honest with yourself when you look at an area. Ask yourself. So, have I personally been there? Mm -hmm. If you could say no, it's new to you. It's new. I, during, I, I've kayaked before, and but during COVID, when you couldn't do anything, like I, I got to find something else to do. So, uh, definitely did a lot more kayaking, and I feel the same way. Not as adventurous, but if going down and seeing different parts of the river that no one's there, mm -hmm. you know, or you're like, man, I gotta come back here. We found this mm -hmm. secret spot, you know, down there that I took my, my kid to, and you can get out and walk around. And I think there's something special too, like, like I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like, there's so much in the area that you just walk by and you never Correct. take the, the time to notice. Yeah, if you keep your eyes out, I mean, not far down the river, where was that? We were riding our bikes the one day looking for scuba spots, and we saw something across the river. It was like two tunnel-looking yeah. things, and it led under a manhole cover the size of a car. It was insane. Oh, oh, man. It was incredible. I was like... I couldn't believe it was open. Yeah. Later was, on, we found it. Yeah, we, we found it later on. I was, I was like, boy, like, I could have just drove right into it <laughs> by accident. It was, it was, it was huge. It was bad. It was like I a nice 15, 20 foot drop, yeah. too, man. It was serious. Yeah, man. I've never seen a manhole cover that big in my life for any reason. <laughs> you, you got. We talked about you guys putting up videos, and some of them have done exceptionally well, you know, yeah. like in terms of views and, and we're talking about. How has that been for you? Like, do you kind of feel your YouTubers? I use that word loosely in a way. I mean, it's definitely great content. People really enjoy it. I would say content providers. Do I feel like a YouTuber? <laughs> no, yeah, no. yeah, I was well, I mean, about the word. Yeah. Um, I, I consider myself someone that's just trying to entertain people, sure. especially when it comes to people that are disabled. Okay. Like, a lot of people can't really like get out. Some of them are in wheelchairs, they can't Absolutely. move right, they're 80 years old. So what we do is we go out and adventure these other spots, especially if they know about them. Right. And let's be we're honest, everybody's like curious now. what's down there. Yeah. Everybody are. wants to, everybody looks down and goes, man, I wonder what's down at the bottom of that. I'm uh, curious I, I right now. I feel the same way. Like in college, it's funny. I'm, I actually had questions for you. I never looked at them because this has been going so well. In college, <laughs> we, my buddy and I stood on that trestle and fished a uh, bike out of the river just because yeah. we saw it. And she like threw a hook down there and got it. Um, it's pretty interesting. So beyond this, I know that you guys you talked about CPR. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you you guys are CPR instructors, but where that takes place? And okay, so we uh, we place? teach CPR at the Bethlehem Area Public Library. We like the the second floor room, the Laros room, because yep. it has that beautiful view. Two of the walls are all window, and uh, we teach uh, American Red Cross curriculum. We teach it more hands-on class yeah it's we can fun. do recertification the classroom's very laid back um what was the other thing i was about to we say we like to promote safety a lot and yeah. uh one other thing i like Which to I promote like. is not, yeah. like if somebody sees you you know you're not like take this risk or this risk it seems very much no, like it's like you, like you, guys should, just you should be careful yeah. yeah, like the one day there was somebody trying to retrieve their phone there was a tuber and he was yeah. scuba diving and he was like listen man you really should not go in this section of water yeah, you're going to get hurt." he was about to go in a churning section of water and he was going to wind up being churned around right. i had talked and man. probably uh, definitely hurt maybe worse and yeah, was yeah he stopped him right this was uh this last summer somebody was they but i lost my phone like dude it's not worth right, your life not. leave it alone all but right don't worry he'll find it you, it's great for two years yeah no, dude they go <laughs> in minute rice and they they come out working so just See, hang in there i'll the, find it the cpr thing came into play once i i went and got certified for rescue diving okay you know at first i was thinking about going into the fire department and helping sure. those guys out and once I found out some outcomes with the, how sure. rescue actually sure. goes, I was like, you know what, dude, I don't want PTSD from scuba sure. diving, you know? So then I thought of a different way. I was like, you know what? Why don't I just teach people how to save people? Mm -hmm. And then if, whoever, if they save somebody, well then I, I technically did my job even though they did it. So it's not such a bad move at all to do that. Yeah, you know, I, it's funny. I was certified, it's not funny. I was certified as a lifeguard when I was in high school and college 
fell out of uh, certification. It's probably something I should do just because, you know, I, I know how to do it, but I'm not currently certified. I yeah. would need to get up to date on all that. Skills, so, skills do diminish after six months after yeah, not doing it. Yeah, when you don't use stuff. So do yeah. you mostly, do you point people to your Facebook page? Actually, or? they can uh, they could call us at 484-795-8299 if they're interested, or they can email us, uh, email us at easyday services services llc at gmail.com yeah, yeah i'll be sure to put services. that in the in the notes so you guys okay. have to remember and we teach right out of laros room at the bethlehem area public library and, we'd uh, love to have you and i guarantee you you have a great time taking a cpr class and which you, is like mandatory for most people and they, a lot of them you know it's not something they're like oh i gotta go get cpr if, if, certified it's like nah come to my class you can have a good time if you don't <laughs> want to participate at the class or something like that and you have a bunch of employees that you're interested in getting certified we could come out to you guys too at your industry do travel what do you get i'm sure you have to have people come up to you and be like i want to know more about scuba diving yeah can oh, I yeah. Train oh yeah with you and what now what do you say to that person do you, do you point them to Place to get certified? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I recommend them. I usually go to Atlantis Aquatics most of the time. Okay. Uh, you can go to, what is it, Lehigh Valley Dive Center. Lehigh Valley that's Dive up the road, Center. too. They're both on 191. Yeah, right off of 191. Um, Atlantis Aquatics, man, that guy so is. So, right here in Bethlehem is two spots to get yourself certified to, to go diving in the river. And Gear like, rental I, is fairly cheap too. Once you're certified, you could actually rent the whole set of gear. I mean, I have my own now, but last I paid was probably fifty bucks. It might have went up ten, fifteen dollars. But they give you two tanks of air, so that you don't even need your own gear. Just it go would get be like certified. I, I got the thing in my kayak right from the state. When you go out, do you? Is there anything special you have to do once you're certified? Supposed to take this damn dive flag with, but okay. it's. <laughs> They, the, um, the people that made no. the rules on that didn't river dive, never river dove in their lives because what, is they don't. supposed to float up there? Yeah, and all yeah, it does is try to follow can. us underwater, and right. it's like not even there, and there's boats ripping past oh, it, ripping God. it off. Like, you're supposed to not go near it, and there's people on wave runners. They just, they think it's like an obstacle, so they go tearing around it, rip it off. It's, We've lost so many of useless. them. Maybe we should make like a, a better dive. <laughs> We've been thinking about it. We're like, you know, maybe we should redesign this thing because I'm like, getting really tired of this thing. Sometimes I just forget about it we figured something it's else how we do we it's sit where we're generally at you know what the real danger is it. with that thing yeah entanglement yes okay well you know what let's do this let's do this we're gonna switch let's go look at some of the equipment yeah so yeah do you want to kind of run me through a little bit of yeah. this yes you got it this my friend is our bcd buoyancy control device it's the thing that you can use to control when you're at certain depths you know what i'm saying sure. so when you're floating around if you want to make sure you stay at that same depth. What happens is air compresses as you go deeper because mm -hmm. it builds pressure. And what happens is you need to compensate the BCD with air because the BCD air shrinks as you go down. So, so what you do is you fill it up to the point that you're just kind of neutrally buoyant and you're no longer sinking anymore. Uh -huh. So that's what this is designed for is to inflate and deflate as you go up. If you go, let's say if you filled this BCD up at 60 feet where you were neutral mm -hmm. and you decided to ascend to the surface, if you don't let air out of this, it's going to expand and it's going to pull you to the surface fast. Fast. It's like reverse skydiving. You're going to fall backwards. <laughs> yes. Reverse skydiving. And yes. that's how you get to bends and die. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So don't do that. Don't yes, do don't that. Do that. Don't do that. So you let it out. Fill it up. Oh, oh, oh man, I'm going up, I'm going up. Okay, okay, we're Got going. It. All right. And there's a million ways, well, more, not a million, but there's a ton of ways. This, this different. is uh, our computer. Oh, low battery. It's all good. This will tell us our depth, how much air we got left, how mm -hmm. cold the water is, what time it is. Uh, this is a alternate air source. In case if he runs out of air, I could be like, here, dude, breathe. Except because breathe we river tank. dive. Yeah. What's that? Rocks. All the rocks are stuck in it because we got to drop them off for maintenance now. Yeah. They're so the one that we hand each other is literally full of rocks. Yeah, like, here you go, dude. Here Yours you go. broke. <laughs> no, 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 they I, still work. I actually right. inhaled a rock once underwater using well, it's this. It's better than drowning. Yes, uh, <laughs> it is. And this is my baby right here. This is my, my primary air source, my Aqualung Legend, man. This thing is like breathing air up here at the surface when you're underwater. It's so smooth. It it's is. It's beautiful. And if you, uh, if you take your reg out of your mouth, 
and you want to smile at the camera underwater or something like that, all you need to do is put this back in because there's going to be water in here. Sure. Yeah. All you do is purge the water and that out goes the water. You just, if you still have air in your lungs, you just blow. Oh, oh, and another thing too. And all of it purges These are also the designed to be puked through. Yeah. Oh, you okay. can vomit right through what it. I've never done it though. <laughs> You can be well, like, where does the puke go? It goes off the, right the sides. Right it gets these shoots right out the damn sides. Yeah. It is something. No, 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 we haven't done it yet. I could have sworn, man. I, I, I drank a Monster Energy drink the one time, and I swear I almost did underneath that trestle, man. It's good. Oh, yeah, you have that peace of mind. I almost like, did. Yeah, do have to buy it. Like, well, dude, I was, like, I was like holding on to my reg like this, and I was like, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it, man. I have to go home and get out the Listerine and a toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried about my safety. I'm worried about how this is gonna be disgusting. <laughs> and then we also have, um, we need to put weights in our suits okay. to compensate for our wet suits. Right. And uh, of course, density of water. And what you do is you put shock foot weights in here. It could be lead or right. loose, almost like hacky sacks. Sure. You know, you put these in here. Just don't play hacky sack with them. Yeah. <laughs> Try to yeah, break, break your foot. Your foot. <laughs> you it's all metal BBs. You take them, you slide them in, and uh, Another thing, too, is they're also designed for um, if you need to do a Hail Mary, like you run out of air, you need to perform a CISA, which is a controlled emergency swimming ascent. Mm -hmm. So if I run out of air and I'm at like 60 feet and I'm like, oh, man, my brother isn't around to help me with air, you just drop your weights and you start heading to the surface. And off you go. And you pray. And you, you hope. Deal with that later. You deal with that later. Maybe. Right? Drowning yeah, is one Depending on how thing. long you're down. Okay. Well, you're probably going to be a little messed up, but I feel like you both probably yeah, pulled through that one. It depends. Up. Yeah, it all actually depends on how long you were down at that depth. Yes. So if you're I was only down there for there. a few minutes, I'd shoot to the surface and I'd probably have a headache. Now, if I was down there for an hour and then shot to the surface. You'd have a problem. Yeah, I'd have a serious problem. <laughs> and how long does it, on average, take you to get certified? Like, how long? Honestly, it takes, uh, I think it's a 12-hour online course, followed by two, you need a one weekend in pool diving. Mm -hmm. And then the next weekend, they take you to open water. So you need at least four open days sure. and a 12-hour course. And, and that, like you said, those places that you recommended if you were to, to die. And we're gonna, I'll put those links in the show notes, yeah. um, but you can contact them. Yeah, they will take care of you. Go in there and they will sign you up. They'll get you into a class and you'll be a scuba diver before you know it. And then that's your new money spending and hobby. You're, you're, right. you're permanent too, you're a permanent diver. You don't have to renew it or anything. Oh, oh it's global okay. too. Like I can walk, that's what I was told yeah. when I got my PADI card. Um, you go into any country, you don't even need to speak the language. You can put the card down and just sort of gesture them like, I want to rent scuba gear and they're going to go in your lake. and I want to dive on your boat and they're going to go, okay, you know, cost this much. Here's your gear. Look at your size yep. and, and off you go because it's global. So you get your tanks filled anywhere in the world. That's actually what the card is mainly about. You can buy anything you see here. Yeah. You can purchase all of it. But when you go to get this thing filled, if you don't have that card, you're not getting nowhere. Yeah. You're not going to do it. No. no Nobody's going to do it. Nobody's going to do it. It makes sense. I mean, so like, you could buy all the stuff, and they're just going to look at you I, and go. I literally walked into the store the one time before I was even a scuba diver. I was like, I want to get a tank of air. And I, he was like, oh, I can sell you a tank. Are you certified? I said, no, I'm not. He was, I was like, well, then I can't sell you air, dude. Hey, it's good. I mean, we, we have some good laws, you know, yeah. here well, yeah, so at the same time, um, I remember I had, uh, you see they carry, you have these emergency size ones too. The pony and, bottles. Yeah, I had these pony bottles, but we don't, I don't actually need them. So mm -hmm. I had put them up for sale over the pandemic and I sold them to somebody who liked to do paintball and they needed the compressed air to compress their paintball okay. gun air tank or something. Right. So I sold them to him, um, but I made him sign a waiver saying he wasn't going to dive or try to breathe underwater with them because the air was in him and there was nowhere to get air filled during the pandemic right. until my one secret guy came out of nowhere and was like oh, I can fill air and that's the reason that we had a whole dive season during the pandemic oh, yeah. okay. because everywhere was closed there were no dive shops open and then through this connection we were able to get our tanks filled and we had a very good season that year which we wouldn't have had had that not followed and through remember we're, that. we're getting into the winter as we're recording this how often are you how often do you plan to dive during the winter months and does that change as you get into other seasons 
we go into other sports now. We go into the hiking, the metal detecting. So we hit we hit the land when it gets too cold. You can get a different suit. They make dry suits, or yeah. you basically like what I'm wearing. You would throw the suit on over it, and, and only your head and your hands yeah. get I, wet. I think I could wait but spring. it feels like a straight jacket. And like I said, it's I'm like too claustrophobic for that. Yeah, yeah. And the water still stings your face, so. We can wait till you spring. Get, you can get <laughs> or, or, like you just said, you can you go to um, some other state that's warmer. You can do that, too. You can always do shoot that down there. The cool goes. thing about that suit, too, is you can put on hoodies, too, and get in. Yeah, I know, I know. Put a hoodie on, yeah. put the suit like on. It's dry, so you can wear the, everything I'm wearing right now, except the hood, maybe put a bulge on your back. But other than that, you can wear what you're wearing. That's <laughs> And uh, as our one uh, dive buddy describes it, Joe, he's like, yeah, dry suits are great. You can put your cell phone in one pocket, your pack of smokes in the other, and come out to dry. <laughs> It is. <laughs> it's cool. He's all. He's the old guy. He's got thirty years on us, man. He, do you, like, I'm sure you have your friends here in the scuba dive community, but do you, do you ever like run into people when you're out and about? You're like, like other honestly, divers. Do you get like the motorcycle wave for scuba divers? Like this morning, loading <laughs> up underwater, driving down my street, a gentleman pulled up, and he, I, I've never seen him before. He must live in my neighborhood. He rolls his window, and I go, "Guys, diving today!" <laughs> like, no, we're gonna. We're just packing up. We're actually gonna go through a podcast. I was like, hey, we don't have dry suits. It's too cold. And he's told us about how he uh, was you know diving in the ocean and was at this big thing of coral and he found an air pocket under it and him and his dive buddies took those waterproof bags they took a couple beers with them and enjoyed a beer inside <laughs> this air pocket underneath of uh, coral <laughs> and, then, and then they swam back to shore so like you know this is some of this cool stuff to get the new dive at this point they brought us over to check out some of the artifacts and other stuff that they have found um, if you have a chance to watch this on video I recommend it uh, let's take a look at some of the treasures. And we head into a missile, but I'm assuming this what was is? once a souvenir because someone oh, defused okay. that. And it was still laying out there, man, but I don't understand why they would throw it if it was defused. Right. See the hole? It's the river for you. Feel that thing. That's heavy, man. That's heavy. Oh, wow. Yeah, imagine getting hit with that. Okay. <laughs> and we got a, I think this was a 32 caliber. So that is a real gun. Yeah, that's real. I thought that was a toy gun at first. That's no, wow. this is real. It's got real. cylinder in Can there. Can you? I mean, I'm not really a gun guy. Can you date that at all? Or? Oh. No, it's I, so I it's so old that it literally he even as a found item he's he can keep it's it a, in his possession because it's, it's not even a working. Yeah, it's it's old and see it's got to be a hundred years old. Really, most of the stuff that you pull out of this river can date up to hundred over a hundred years. Some of the I mean, sure. there's things you know, forties to twenties. You find prohibition era things. Sure. What is in that water bottle that you have to keep it in water? This, this is a uh, live 50 caliber machine gun round. Oh, okay. That's... You want me to pull it out? I mean, as long as it doesn't explode and kill us. We'll be fine. We'll okay. be all right. <laughs> I juggle with this all the time. That's great. Chris, open that. Oh, Did you get it? Yeah, every bone in my hand moved. We'll just fill it up with river water then. Oh, wow. What, what gun shoots that? So a 50 caliber. Something like, oh. big. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't like, even know. See, we usually keep it in the water so it doesn't oxidize. So it doesn't. Again, I'm dumb, but that's not coming out of a rifle. No. I don't think Machine so. Gun. I think it's one of those, yeah. like, top. This is the kind of bullet they would put in a bare 50 caliber sniper rifle. Who has that? Somebody does. Like, Somebody does. Yeah, this Pennsylvania, this man. Yeah, I, <laughs> good point. Good That's true. I'm a whole bunch, whole bunch of y'all got them at home going, like, oh, I have yeah, one of those. So we got, uh, <laughs> let's look at this one. This one's fine as well. Sure. Right here. This is a, now this was found in the Lehigh. Okay. Okay. This is a World War One German fuse to a bomb. In the Lehigh River. It's in the Lehigh. In the Lehigh Valley. <laughs> I wonder, wonder how the hell it did got Did somebody here. bring it home from the war? Like, why is it in the so river? I'm assuming and it was that. a souvenir and someone tossed it because yeah. I could tell it was defused and the pin is no longer in it. If the pin was still in it, it would technically be dangerous, but it's not. And do you have knowledge on this or do you go, hey, I got this thing and then you research it? I'm I sure research it. Oh, yeah. This is from Something. 1916, this model. Man. So that's pretty long ago. I'm sure that there are people could, who would be... You can even like, see the timer where they would time it before the bomb so would hit neat. and it would blow up. It's heavy too, man. It's got some weight. Yeah, man. Wow, that is really yeah. heavy. And it feels like the, the military. Imagine what the, imagine what the whole Whoa. mechanism felt like when they put it all together. It's like five pounds. Yeah, I know, man. It's, it's brutal. 
It's a brutal That's item. Yeah, I remember when you found that, you handed that to me. I wonder what this is. I was like, I don't know, but it seems when, dangerous. When I first picked like, <laughs> like, this up, man, man i thought it was just part of like a fishing reel because it was buried i was like oh man it look a fishing reel i picked was that it up covered like, in silt like yeah it was covered before and how are you are you feeling around are you using no, metal detector I, I actually stumbled upon this by accident <laughs> i was like oh look fishing rod and i pick your, it up Boom. your eyes slowly get trained to really <laughs> identify like, weird stuff that, yeah. because you can start to see things through the silt like i don't know you kind of identify like that's that's a weird anomaly and then you'll reach for it and then you'll go oh it is it is something cool i don't know your eyes sort of just start um, to find these stuff. are native american artifacts wow this is a uh pestle if you literally look at that uh -huh. you could tell somebody you could put your thumb on that and you can feel it they used to grind up herbs with that that's amazing yeah that was something i don't i have no clue how old it could be you know there's a native american but, history museum in the yeah. area there Probably well, maybe be able to help you out. I don't know, man. I've been slowly researching up uh, archaeological videos and stuff like that and getting a little more informed on them. This also is, too. It doesn't look like one, but it is very curved right here. You can tell it was mm -hmm. worked. Yeah, and it's I mean, very you, can, smooth. you can see it doesn't look like a natural. Yes. And uh, it could have been it could have been a kid. You know what but, I'm saying? I was working still, on the, something. That pestle and that are definitely yeah. not... This, this, uh, these were napped pieces of, uh, I guess they were turned this into a, uh, what do they call them? Cutters. Cutter. Like an arrowhead. Like an arrowhead. Or a knife. You can see the notches in it right there. That's a beautiful shot. Um, that's a piece of jasper. That was a fragment or a fracture from whatever they were napping. Mm -hmm. This is a fossil. You can see it in the light. Yep. It was, uh, there's a right fin. Right. There's the one fin and there's the other fin. There was a once a fish. <laughs> It's, the river. He's barely Give anything it. left of him, but he's still around. Yeah. You see some coins there. I mean, are there any in there that stick out? I'm sure they. These all are do. counterfeits. Okay. All of them. All. Well, of and them. when you say counterfeit, why were there so many? I mean. So we're uh, believing that this has something to do with like maybe a prohibition era yeah, thing prohibition or something. Era. That, they, they got they're very all. all yeah like and they got rid of them all or something but like we found yeah. them in the river and that, i mean that's like all there was but it, it's like they're not toys they're made of like this lead cool too no, but that's as far back that's as it goes i don't we don't know anything else about them but river they're like, it's so neat you have like a museum on your uh yeah this is just so <laughs> i mean like one side's blank and then the other side would have so they're, wild, see what I'm saying? they might even yeah. have been a toy a hundred um, years ago and they're not counterfeit, Maybe, yeah. but like they yeah, definitely buffalo nickels. would be considered counterfeit. And see how there's a buffalo first. there, and then there's nothing on the other side. Enter the blanks. Another thing too is these aren't uh, silver. Huh. They would be silver if they were real. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting because there's such a story behind that, you know. And we just don't. It's, know. A, it's just a mystery. It's like, like it's I don't even. You know, you know, why are they lead? Why are they printed on one side? Where they actually spent? Was this a toy for right. a kid back then? Play money. You know, you don't know. There could have been a, a lot of illegal gambling too. That's what you're thinking too. Could have been involved in like illegal well, gambling remember, back I mean, then when a coin was the size, it worked. Yeah. So if you were using these, it would I look understand. as if you were putting a coin in something, like and it would give you whatever you wanted. And then the guy that owns the machine, <laughs> that's with all these, he's like, ah, so he probably just you know goes and throws them in the river. It explains why there's why there's slugs too. Uh, once you popped out a slug out of a metallic box, like an electrical box, yep. you could right into the machine. Interesting. You know, like the what's that? The guy from Ducktales with the he had the the coin on the string. This is a token on the, the coin Scrooge? on the yeah, there you go. He had the coin on the string. You got a thing bridge token with a padlock stuck in there. That is. And yeah. where'd you find that number? Oh, I can't reveal that. Oh, <laughs> if, if my buddy, if my buddy okay, found out I revealed enough. it, he would he would whoop my butt. Fair enough. <laughs> There's it's, a little cloak and dagger involved in some no, of this I mean, stuff. It's it. weird in the community. It's yeah. like once well, you have yeah. a spy, you can't say. But see, in the treasure hunting community, it, these guys they can be savages. They're ruthless. Well, because <laughs> you know, yeah. then you get no offense to newbies, but you get some jabronis out there. Not knowing what they're doing, ruining it for they're, other people. They're wreck it. Yeah. Some stop or uh, some pocket watches. Yeah, we got a punch. Uh, well, this was part of a uh, lockbox, an ice box. We used to lock things up with that. That's probably who knows how old that is. I have no clue. A triple A would buy. This stuff gets better as you go yeah, along. Yeah, those are too. those are actually worth like fifty bucks a piece. I was gonna say, like, 
Look, that is almost pristine. Yeah, Some that one is. coin down here in the bottom. It's oh yeah, this, we got a bunch of stuff. Um, this is just, yeah, no. How many, I don't know, how many dives do you think, if you could estimate, that it took you to get all this stuff? Well, this is a mix between scuba diving, metal detecting, okay. and everything. So, it depends. Uh, this was found scuba dive. This was under a very big rock. That's, does it open? I don't want you to open uh, it if you can. Well, the back can pop off, okay, but you, you need a certain tool. Okay, but still. But it took me a while to clean that up. I had to put it through an electrolysis. Process. And I'm sure, like, too, every time you come up with something, you're like, all right, you know, what yeah. What um, path is this going to lead me down? Yep. Because every one of these things, like you find thing. it, and then you do all this research, and you learn all this stuff about it. And it's, it's, that's the hobby. I mean, once once you get it that's out, a, once the videos are over, we start digging Native about what, it, what each of these things are, that's where they an came oil from. Lamp. The Native American stuff is really yeah. interesting. That's I love finding that stuff. It's very interesting. This piece right here, um, I'm, I'm assuming, was once a hammer. Uh, you could actually see it. There's uh, some divots in here, as if they would put a yep. stick and move around, like you know, loose stuff all the time. And you can hold it in your yeah, you can hold it in your hand. Another thing too, it also has impact marks from them hitting That's things. Damn. And there's chips taken out when they're hitting with it. So that's very interesting stuff. This is a 1930s makeup compact. Like some Bugs Bunny type stuff. Got an old fireman badge. I don't think it goes this way, actually. Did you say where that's out of? Franklin? Uh, it says Franklin. I don't know. This is uh, the other piece busted off. I don't know where it is. <laughs> no, but again, just like, you could just spend hours. Yeah, it says AFD, Allentown Fire okay. Department. Man. So we got some dive tools here. We got some tools of the trade, some dive lights, and then we like to make some of the oddest gear you've ever seen. This is this this is what I call the TikTok 1000. I love it. Okay, so this thing is it's got the phone capability. They're both look. I don't have it on, but they would both be looking at you from pretty much the same angle. And then I get the ability to then zoom in, zoom out, and do other things on the phone that a GoPro is not capable of. While I still have this pretty good microphone, and then there's a light on top of it. So Just you're good to go. But what it actually up? is, is it's a clamp. Everything's interchangeable and it's a selfie stick. So like this, so then we can go into, I want to go back to 16.9 and I need to go up yeah. high. So like we got, All and right. it's a tripod. So this is basic, this is yep. basic camera gear 101 for running through the water sure. and the woods. the woods, except the only thing I would do different about this when I go into water is this doesn't go into media mod. This goes back to its regular self. Obviously, if I want to take a phone, I would only bring my life-proof case with uh, and my iPhone, but I would never go deeper than about 10 feet. But I did swim across the Delaware River with my iPhone in a life-proof <laughs> case this summer, so I could vouch they work great. Well, yeah, the ones that you're pulling out of the river are still working. So. They, yeah, so they, I know. <laughs> then we got our knives, we got our other cameras. Strap, 4,000 dive light. This thing's bright as... It's daylight. Ow, man. Yeah, that just. Uh, oh, I, I see six dots. Right yeah, now. me too. It always does that. This is an eighteen. This is eighteen or twelve hundred. That is a twelve hundred lumen direct beam. This is way better actually because he can actually uh, focus it by adjusting okay. it. Fixate beam. I'm sure there's some spots on there. You're like you had said. You're yeah. not getting daylight anymore. Yeah. Well, see, there is, that's the other thing is we dive as partners. We have a spotlight and a direct beam. He this, is capable of illuminating the entire area we're in. As I'm capable of illuminating where we're trying to go and see with my direct beam. So as a team, these two lights, they is work together. Is that something together. you guys came up with? Is that kind of standard? It's like, something we came up with. Smart. We also have our own form of communication underwater okay. that, that yes. we were never taught. We just kind of came up with a tap and rocks communication. And then we have yeah. some beautiful Real treasure. This is that Pandora charm bracelet that my, my son right. found. And here's the ring he found also. Look at this. This is gold and I don't know if that's a diamond. I haven't sure. even checked yet. Beautiful. I found this one. No biggie. Pandora ring. That was a Pandora ring. This right here is my pride and joy right here. This thing's probably from 1890 to 1910. I and love that thing. This is a Victorian needle case. And the uh, Seamus sisters. You ready to be mind blown? Check this out. When I found it, I found it like this. But then when I cleaned it up and brought it home, it still has a mother of pearl ruler still in it. <laughs> Whoa! That is something else. And it when only, is that from? Uh, I'd say 1890 to 1910. 
And it has the uh, has the uh, sterling silver and all that. You got to go on Antiques Roadshow with that one. That, that's this is nice one of those man. very important scenes tools so from like the turn the of the century. Like brand new. It is, and there's only one way this thing clicks in, so it's a custom piece. And wow. it clicks too, and, yeah. it, and it still. I hope works. I do it the right way, man. Oh, it's already going in wrong. Yeah, let's go. And are there like initials on that or something? No, there isn't any, but there is uh, like the company. Silver. There's a company there that, that made it. it says sterling silver on it, but it says. Yeah. It just has a nice L. I bet you there's one guy somewhere, or one lady somewhere, who knows exactly where that's from, you know? know. She's got to find her. That's my grandmother. Well, she finds that. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's that guy, that, that, I don't even know how that was. This I is a uh, sterling silver uh, handle to a brush beard. Victorian. So they just, so throw, just, they yep. just would throw the stuff out. And like, uh, you know. I don't know exactly what year this is from. This is also sterling. This piece right here is something else. This is actually a French pin. And only certain people who were on, I forgot exactly what ship, but it was in World War II, were allowed to have this pin. Okay. It was like, there was like three different battleships from the French Navy over there, and it's a League's pin. And it's supposedly it's rare, but it is something else, man. It has horses on it. It's beautiful horses on it. And there's like chariot looking guys back That's, there. You could spend forever. I know, man. And this is just regular clad. And, sure. you know, this Why don't you tell them what that chain is and what it means? What, this thing? That. Oh, man, yeah, this is great. This is great. Okay, so what this is is, uh, well, first off, right out the gate, never dive alone. I, on the other hand, was diving alone. Okay, I don't... We'll, we'll give you one. <laughs> okay, I'll give you <laughs> still, one. Yeah, was... All right. Now, I was yeah. snorkeling the one time okay. right out here, and I... Uh, had the heebie-jeebies. It took me a long time to get to that one pillar right there. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, I don't know, I felt threatened, but at the same time, I felt relieved because I made it. Sure. You know what I'm saying? It was a goal of mine to reach there. And I was a little iffy about snorkeling over deep water alone. And I was looking down into the water, and I just seen the bottom. And I was like, what is that down there? It's a little tiny gleam. About eight feet. Okay. So eight feet, so, man, it starts diminishing. You know, it's. Why when you're in that water? It's yeah. A lot so it's a little creepy, especially if you've never been there before. So, next thing you know, I go down. I go <gasps> down, kick my fins a few times, grab whatever it is. I come back up, and I'm like, Yo, dude, I just got Chory, man. The fisherman's <laughs> over there, like, Yeah. <laughs> It was something else, man. I was rewarded. It was rewarded for going the distance. It was that is brave. Fortune favors the bold. That represents more than even what it's worth. That represents fortune favors the bold. That's the first piece of river jewelry I've ever pulled. That was the one. That was the one that really fired up the scuba dive. Yeah, that one pulled the ripcord and started a motor. And we're moving into a time period where less and less people want to go outside and explore. It's kind of so. So that's the other thing I do. I like to bring my kids with. We're trying yeah. to sort of inspire younger kids to do these things. Go outside, find stuff. You could find like. Or even I mean, I know you can't I love get that into. You guys started a little late because yeah. It, yeah. it shows that you don't need to have started this when you're a teenager or yeah. something to do it and to be good at it and well, to find really interesting yeah. You don't things. actually get old until you let the couch swallow you. I hear that. That's it. Don't let that <laughs> couch swallow you and just keep moving. This has been great. For anybody who wants to find out more about you guys, I've linked everything I can in the in the comments, I mean, in the show notes. You know, we'll be sure to give you, you guys shout outs. This has been probably one of my favorite shoots I've ever done. So <laughs> I appreciate awesome. it and hopefully uh, it's gonna turn out great. So yep. thank you guys very much. Thank you for having right. us. Thank you for having us. I hope you enjoyed all this all right. stuff. <laughs> Again, another big thank you to Stillfin and Stiffchin. Thank you, Chris and Matt. Be sure to check our show notes or just search Stillfin, Stiffchin on Google. You're going to find their uh, Facebook and YouTube accounts. This was a lot of fun. Uh, and hope to see you guys out there on the water this spring and summer. We can't wait to get out there. Thank you to our sponsors, Michael Bernadine with Remax, WXPN, Molly's Irish Grill and Sports Pub, Wind Creek Event Center, and Banco Beverage. I'm George Wacker, your host of the Leah Valley Love Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.